MLM Nation, episode 558. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey, I'm Al Nation, Simon Chan here, and the throwback episode to one of my favorite ones. I still remember where I was and when I did this, it seemed only last month, but it's been actually over two and a half years ago, with my friend and seven-figure owner, Kira Westwick, out in Australia, out in the Gold Coast, Australia. Kira's also done some coaching with me, but I remember this episode, Kira talked about how awesome this profession is because it gave her a sense of identity and focus. She went from basically nothing to amazing status, amazing growth in the business with a couple of simple shifts and talk about the self-talk and things that you really get going. So I wanted to take you, throw back in time, take you to this episode. Also, um, maybe think about this because we are busy right now promoting a big event, No BS, No Hype in Australia. This is the seventh annual event. This is the longest running generic event in Australia. Uh, if you want more information, nobsnohype.com. Okay, nobsnohype.com. And Kira is going to be one of the featured speakers there that'll be teaching how to use social media and her Instagram to grow her business. And you definitely check her out on Instagram. We'll be on the show notes page and uh, see what she does because she is uh, amazing at it and will be teaching it at the event. So you want to check it out, nobsnohype.com. Anyway, let's go to an episode, you know, from speaking at NoBS, but she came from a lot of humbler beginnings and and you learn about what made her successful. So let's go right into the episode. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Kira Westwick. Kira, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. I'm making it happen, Simon. Kira Westwick was a stay-at-home mom for eight years before she reluctantly got involved in network marketing two years ago. That, at that time, she didn't have much confidence and didn't think she could really become successful in MLM. But despite these challenges, she and her husband, Adam, became six-figure earners and the fastest distributorship to reach the top position of their company in Australia. In 2016, they won the Franchisee of the Year Award and are now top income earners. Thanks to network marketing, in just nine months, her husband Adam was able to close their traditional business that took him over 70 hours a week away from the family. Kira and her husband Adam, they live out in Gold Coast, Australia. So Kira, i just given MLM Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you got started in network marketing. Absolutely. Well, previous uh, to network marketing, so two years ago, I've been a stay-at-home mom for eight years. And previous to this, after I left high school, I really tried so many different things in the workforce, trying to find that thing that really lit me up and filled me with passion and, you know, gave me a sense of adventure and all the things that were really important to me. And I just couldn't find anything that I could imagine myself doing for the rest of my life. And that kind of filled me with a sense of dread, I guess, and a, a bit of a depression at the time. And 
I would say that becoming a mom, I'd always imagined being a stay-at-home mom. I knew that's what I wanted to be. I labeled myself early on as not someone who was a businesswoman or a career-driven woman. But I also think, if I'm honest, it was a little bit of an escape for me <laughs> from, you know, the dread of having to work in some sucky job for the rest of my life. And, you know, I'm absolutely grateful that I was able to be a stay-at-home mom and it's, you know, definitely been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. But I also let, lost my sense of identity over that time because I wasn't doing anything outside of my comfort zone in those eight years that really pushed me to grow as a person. So when this opportunity came into my life, I absolutely did not think I was one of those people that could be successful at this. And, you know, you know my husband, Adam, you've met him. It totally made sense that he was going to absolutely rock this, but I definitely did not dream that I would be able to create what I've created in it. Yeah, and we're going to have Adam on the show uh, soon. I mean, that's just funny. When I talked to him, he said, hey, you got to get Kira on there because it was <laughs> he, hey, he was like kind of bragging. It's more natural for me to do it, but I never expected Kira to be able to do it. So why don't you share a little bit about how Adam, how did Adam get involved? Uh, how yeah. did he get, And then how did he get you to do the business? Yeah. So actually, um, several years ago, a lady by the name of Linda Evenden, who you recently had on your show, an absolutely incredible inspirational leader, she we had three health and fitness studios on the Gold Coast and she walked in with this incredible product that we have and the product made sense to us. We said yes to the product. It really fit our model and, and belief around health and wellness. However, the business just didn't really make sense or if I'm honest, we didn't take our ignorance caps off to really look at the business at all. Um, we just assumed it wasn't for us. But we did decide on a friendship. We realized we had so much in common. And so we kept in contact and we actually became the best of friends. So the business opportunity was constantly present in our life. But, you know, it took several years for us to really take a look at it. Over that time, traditional business got harder and harder. And, you know, Adam was just, there was so much stress in his life. It was impacting his health. Um, it was impacting our relationship because although he was working so hard, we had so much financial stress and no time freedom in our life. We were pretty much married to the business. And, you know, it was just getting to that point where enough was enough. Like what, what, we, what could we do? What were we going to do with the rest of our lives? And um, at that time, Linda started really sharing differently about the business. And, you know, we were already living our mission when it came to helping people with health. So although we loved the product, that didn't really attract Adam to join the business at that time. However, when he started hearing stories around what people were able to earn and, and um, the impact they were able to make financially for themselves and for other people, as a businessman, that really made sense to Adam and he started listening and taking a closer look. And so he actually said yes to the business first about seven months before I did. And we call them Neg Ferret, Simon. I was a huge Neg Ferret. He came home and I just ripped into him. I'm like, you are not doing that thing. I can't believe you're even considering it. Like, no way. It's going to impact our business. But he just, he was just steadfast. He's like, you know what? I reckon this could be the thing. This could become plan A. I have faith in it. Just give me six months to show you. And, you know, Linda had said to Adam, just give me three months for me to show you. Um, and he really just had faith in Linda. I could see that he was going to do great and I just let him go for it. What he didn't do was try to convince me or force me to jump on board. He really just let me be and let me see the success that he created unfold. And then I was inspired to join by myself. I don't know about you, Simon, but you can't tell your partner what to do. 
especially mm. not me <laughs> or Adam. So he didn't try and tell me what to do. He just, he let me realize it for myself. Mm. By the way, Linda Evans is an amazing leader. She's been on ML Nation. Actually, as of this recording, her episode just aired. She also was on the Facebook Live. You can check out, go to mlnation.net for slash podcast and just look for Inda. Check out her episode. Amazing stuff. Amazing leader in terms of how, the way she followed up with. And also Linda and both Adam and Kira will be speaking at the No BS, No Hype Australia event. They'll be on stage. You'll be on the success panel. You can learn more about the event at mlmission.net forward slash Australia. Uh, we got to get the top leaders there. So let me ask you a question. You said a partner can't force another partner to do the business. When did you decide to, okay, Adam's doing it and okay, let me give this a shot. Because you you said you didn't, you have no confidence. You never stepped outside your comfort zone for eight years. So it took, probably took a lot of work to, it probably took a lot of courage, right? What changed? Yeah. What, what, what happened? So about seven months in, Adam had earned, uh, I think, just over $50,000 in the business. And um, that's life-changing. I mean, we were struggling financially. So that had a huge impact, obviously, on our life. And I started to see the light that this really could be that thing that saved us. You know, I, I had been, you know, really frustrated with our business for many years. I saw it as the thing that was really stealing, you know, my husband's vitality and life and time away from us. And to finally see that this could be the thing that could really free us from that, that really gave me the courage to step in and say, you know what, I want to be a part of this. I want to help free him from that business. And if we do this together, we'll be able to do that faster. And when I sat down and I was honest with myself, Simon, and I would love for the audience to ask themselves this question right now, you know, if you are considering, is this for you or not? If nothing changes in your life in the next five years, you know, your life is going to be in the same space. And Simon, that terrified, completely terrified me. It filled me with dread to think that our life, that we could continue living the way we were for the next five years. I knew that we wouldn't be in the same space. I knew we'd be worse off because we would be in more debt because of our business. The courage it needed, like the fear of staying the same was worse than the fear of moving outside my comfort zone, I guess. Like that it was, would be much worse for life to be the same in five years. That gave me the courage to step up and do what I needed to do to move forward and make this a success because it was just, you know, my husband, my family, spending time with family, that's the air that I breathe. You know, that was more important to me than anything. So what was the example, what was the first time you stepped outside the comfort zone? So you decided to make the decision. I think you thought about the worst case scenario it was way worse than whatever you had to do. What was the first thing that gave you, like, scared the wits out of you? <laughs> oh, everything about this business, Simon. So everything about it was outside my comfort zone. I had labeled myself over the years as someone, and this never used to be me, by the way, but over the years, I had labeled myself as someone who was shy. I used to always say, I hate talking to people I don't know. And, you know, doing this right now, there's, I would not have done that two years ago in a million years. But I made this commitment to myself that I would say yes to every opportunity that came my way that was outside my comfort zone. Because when you stay in your comfort zone, that is the death zone and there's no growth that happens there. So I knew that if I wanted to get better at this and I wanted it to get easier and I wanted to rewrite my story of, you know, not being someone that was shy or couldn't talk to people I didn't know, then I had to be willing to say yes. So every time I was asked to share at an event, that's what it started with, just simply sharing my story. And I would shake and I would cry just by standing up there. <laughs> I would cry. But I just kept saying yes. And then I would be taking a part of the event and, you know, doing some of the leadership. And then I would be a part of team training. And, you know, just bit by bit, I grew as a person by just saying yes. 
Mm. Hey, by the way, John Halawati is in the house. Hey, John, what's going on? He's on the Facebook Live. Thank you, John, for connecting me with such amazing leaders. I think that's the awesome part of this profession. He, John connecting me with Linda, and Linda connecting me with Adam, and now we're talking. And connecting me with Lorian, who is on his dream board. We're going to have him on the show as well. So, uh, John Halawati, big shout out to you. Thank you for the, connecting us. Let's go back to the comfort zone. I love you said the comfort zone is the death zone, right? I think a lot of us, we all know the comfort zone is the most dangerous place in the world because we're actually not staying stagnant. We're actually getting worse because everyone else is getting better and we're getting older, we're getting worse. So what is the self-talk? What tips can you give people? Because some of the viewers here, listeners, they want to do what you do, but yeah. when it comes to comfort zone, they're still scared. They still can't get themselves to take action. They're scared out of mind. Their hearts are beating. Their palms are sweaty. What tips and advice can you give them? I think um, one of the most important things to my success and getting outside my comfort zone was creating goals that were within my realm of self-worth and possibility. So, you know, when Adam came into this right away, he said, I'm going to go to the top. I'm going to do it the quickest. You know, we're going to rock this. And he just had that utter belief. Whereas for me to take on that self-talk was too much pressure. Like there's no way I would have taken on this business with that self-talk. That would have turned me off because I didn't feel that that was achievable. You know, the top position in our company, I couldn't imagine being there when I first came into this, but I could imagine reaching that first level. That was in my realm of self-worth and my possibility. So I put all of my focus and energy into setting that intention and that goal. And then as I reached that, my self-worth grew that bit. And then I set the next goal, which was the next step. And as I reached that, my confidence grew that bit more. And so my confidence was able to grow as my business grew, which also meant that I got to grow as a leader, you know, to lead the team as it was growing as well. And I think if you just stay focused and committed to, you know, doing, you know, who do you need to become as well? I was very conscious that I wasn't the person I needed to be to be at that top position yet. I wouldn't have been able to lead yet. So while I, I was working on those one steps at a time, I was also working on myself. Who do I need to become so that I can reach that next level and go on to the top position? Mm. Really good tip. So, you, so first tip is you give you set yourself goals, right? I think a big mistake a lot of people make is like, oh, I want to be on stage at a certain level, but there's so it's such a big gap. So you gave yourself like so they may say, oh, I want to make a ten thousand a month. But they never really made like a $10 in the business. They didn't want to make 10000 So you set yourself tiny little goals. And then every time you hit them, you said your confidence will increase. And yeah. you grew as a leader. And then you set bigger and bigger, bigger goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important. Like you said, <laughs> if it's so far forward and there's no sense of reward or achievement, you just, you lose inspiration. You lose that inward fire, that drive. And, you know, when I set goals, you know, I set them every month and I teach my team to as well. Like if you don't know where you're going, then you're not going to end up anywhere. You're just going to be wandering around. When you make that roadmap and you know exactly where you need to be each month, you know, if you want to be at that top level at that certain time, then you have to reverse engineer that. What do I need to achieve this month so that I can achieve that next level the next month, which is going to lead on to that top position? It's so important to break that down, Simon, but it's also important that if it really is what you want, that you have to make those goals non-negotiable. And that was a big deal for me because before this business, I'm going to be honest with you, setting goals was not inspiring for me because I never showed up for myself to achieve them. And I think, you know, it's the new year. How many people have already sat down and, and written down all these goals that they know 
they're not going to bother trying to achieve, you know. Mm. They know they're not already that they're not going to show up for themselves. And that was definitely me. And, you know, the distinction for me was that I decided for the first time in my life I was going to show up for me. And if I said I was going to achieve something, I was going to do it. And I also I set my goals, Simon, that were in my comfort zone that I knew my business was going to achieve, but I also set stretch goals. So every month I set two goals, one that my business, as long as it keeps moving forward, it's on track, but I also set that stretch goal, which pushes me to strive for more. And that's why my business has momentum because every time I've gotten a promotion, it's been a month earlier than what was ease, grace and flow. And that has just driven my business forward so much quicker. And, you know, it's forced me to dig deep every single month. And when I get halfway through the month and if I realize I'm not on track for my non-negotiable goals, then I get outside my comfort zone. Then I talk to my chicken list. Then I have more Mm. conversations, you know, and I'm doing the things that I need to do to make it happen. So what's the scariest thing you did in the last 72 hours? Scariest? (laughs) Yeah. Outside (laughs) your comfort zone. Outside this, for sure. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, this for sure. I was, uh, look, honestly, I was already thinking about excuses of how I would get out of it. And that's my pattern. You know, every time I've been invited to be a part of something, I've got all of the excuses of how I could get out of it and push it out further. But then I always say, say to myself, if I say no, I don't grow. Mm. And, you know, it, whether it's a bad day or not, whatever it is, I'm just going to step up and I'm going to do it. And at the other side of it, I know I'm going to feel better for saying yes. I like that. I'm taking some notes down. And MM Nation, I'm going to do a recap after this. If I say no, I'm not going to grow. Uh, I think also one of my mentors taught me, like, every time you're not sure what to do, you always choose the most uncomfortable thing to do. Yes. You know, and the most uncomfortable prospect to talk to or whatever phone call you have to make or sometimes it could be an co- uncomfortable conversation with your spouse, whatever. That's actually how we grow, right? Doing something uncomfortable. When did you feel that you actually could do this? Like, hey, because you felt that I couldn't do this. You set those little baby steps. How long did it take you to finally feel, oh, I think I got this. I can rock this. So um, my first six months after saying yes and joining my husband, so this was um, this was January two years ago, I really just dilly-dallied for the first six months. I had no belief in what I was doing. I didn't have any belief in myself. I certainly did not believe in this industry. I was still embarrassed about it, so I wasn't owning it, which is a huge thing. I'll come back to that. And I was at my second conference, but my first conference really doing the business um, six months in, and I was watching all of the people that I really loved and admired, you know, getting awarded for doing so well. And, you know, I was really seeing how this business was transforming their life. You know, I was watching my husband shine. And, you know, as you know, he's very charismatic. He's very outgoing. You know, talking to people he doesn't know is like his favorite thing to do. And I'm the complete opposite. So, you know, for the 10 years of our relationship, I had really put myself in the shadows because he was that outgoing person. And it's like exercising a muscle, Simon, when you don't use your voice and you allow other people to talk for you all of the time, it gets harder and harder to do that for yourself. And I'm going to get emotional talking about it. I was at that conference and I just had this absolute aha moment. It was in an instant, Simon, where I was so furious with myself for putting myself in that position and for not choosing to step out of it. And I just knew in that instant that enough was enough. And I took full responsibility in that moment for where I was at in my life Mm. and for my lack of achievement and for not using my potential that I knew was inside of me. And I think that's a big thing, Simon, is that 
every single person listening to this call, you know you're capable of more. You have unlimited potential and you have responsibility for using it. And so I took responsibility in that moment and I just made a decision that I was going to rock it, that I was going to catch up to everyone who'd gone before me and I was just going to do this thing. I was going to prove it to myself that I could. And I went home from that conference and I was sharing that moment with a dear friend of mine who always has so much great advice. And she said this simple phrase to me. She said, be so loud they can't ignore you. And that wasn't to prove to everyone and for everyone to look at me. It was to prove to myself that I did have a voice and that I could use it and I could be loud and I could make waves the way that Adam was. I didn't want to be Adam's wife, you know, that did well because Adam did well. I wanted to do well on my own back. And so that phrase, Simon, be so loud they can't ignore you, that became my mantra. And for the next 12 months, every time I needed courage, Every time I felt that a goal was unachievable that I'd set, I said that over and over in my head. And I think it's so important, guys, it's all good, well and good to have these I am statements and these mantras, but when they don't move you to tears, like that moved me to my core because it meant so much to me. I felt so suffocated not using my voice for so many years. So that meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. And that pushed me every single day to achieve what I have achieved and Six months after that conference, I reached the top of the company. It just blew me away that I was able to achieve that. Super inspiring. Hey, so Emma Nation, you've heard it many times before. I just heard it again. You have to go to your company conference. Because if Kira never went there, she may not have had that moment. So you have to go to events. Uh, super inspiring. By the way, if you like this interview, please share this. People need to hear this. Very, very inspiring about how to get outside your comfort zone. Also, if you like these interviews, hit the subscribe button so you get notifications when we interview top leaders like Kira Westwick. So please subscribe and share. Hey, everyone. Before we get back to the show, just wanted to jump in really quick and announce this week's show ambassador. And drum roll, please. This week's show ambassador goes out to Alia. Alia says, a must listen to for all network marketing and sales pros. I've been listening to Simon's podcast for a couple of years now, and I recommend it to everyone on my team and everyone in the network marketing profession. I've learned so much about this business model through these amazing interviews, and they've helped me grow in my business more than any other podcast out there. Thank you so much for helping our community grow and learning and develop into true pros and leaders. Your abundance and generosity is infectious, and I'm grateful to you and your team. My best. Wow, Alia, thank you so much. What a sweet review. Man, I, I love reading these. They're so encouraging. And I'm just so grateful that you guys have taken you know a second or two out of your day to leave us a, a rating and review. And Alia, from the team, big shout out to you. We are super glad that you're one of our amazing listeners. And, and thank you again for leaving this kind of review. Guys, if you want to be next week's show ambassador, it's really simple. All you do is pull up iTunes, simply subscribe, and then leave us a rating and a review. Now, if you don't use iTunes, it's all good. If you use Stitcher or some other platform, you can throw down a review there. We're grateful for all reviews. They do two things. You know, They, they help lift the profession because the more reviews, especially positive reviews that people see, the more they realize, okay, that this business model isn't so bad. And it also gets our podcast into more people's ears because the more positive ratings and reviews that we get, the more we we go up to the very, very, very top in, in business podcasts. When people search for you know network marketing training, we're one of the first podcasts they see. So thank you again so much for all the support and love that you guys give to us. We want to give it back to you. And again, Alia, thank you for being this week's show ambassador. Now back to Simon and the show. 
now let's go back. You talk about you dibble dabbled. You didn't really go fully commit in the business. What did you mean by that? One of my worst moments, Simon, I know you love to ask this, in my business was my first no. And it was pretty much the first customer that I spoke to said no. And it completely derailed me. Like I literally lost it, Simon. I was crying. I was saying, Adam, I told you I couldn't do this. This is not for me. I can't do this. And, you know, luckily he's such an amazing leader and he was able to calm me down and and talk me out of it. But what I realized was I broke the number one rule of this business and that is don't be attached to the outcome. And I was so attached to the outcome in that moment that it completely derailed me. And when you're attached to what everyone says or thinks or whether it's for them or not, all that noise will constantly pull you off track. Mm. So two big lessons for me came out of that. The first one is, you know, I really had to go to work on my belief because my lack of uncertainty was what had derailed me. And I wasn't being teachable, Simon. I was, you know, Adam was this amazing leader. He was doing team training in my home and I was watching the Kardashians. Like I wasn't even getting on team training and it was that easy. I just had to walk into the office, you know, so I wasn't listening to the things that I needed to listen to. I wasn't going to work on my belief. And, you know, we share three, well, I share four things with my team that I, you know, get them to rate their belief all of the time, always keeping check of this. The first one is obviously self-belief, but I believe that you can fake it till you make it. I kind of faked it till I made it for the first 12 months in self-belief. And then the other ones which are really important are product belief, like whatever it is that your company is selling, company belief, do you believe in your company, and then industry belief. And my industry belief was so low that I was humiliated to even be a part of the industry. And that's why I really personalized so much that this person said, no, I thought it was a reflection of what she thought about me doing this business. And so I went to work on building that belief. I watched the links that, that every, all of the leaders were telling me to watch, but I chose not to. So one of my favorite ones, Simon, is How to Build Your Network Marketing Business by Jim Rohn. I think it's a, a great hour that will just completely solidify, you know, what you think about this incredible industry. And it definitely did that for me. I recommend MLM Nation every week on team training, you know, listening to other successful people and how it's changed their life also builds your belief. But there's so many different things out there you can recommend. But that one link I watched with, uh, listened to with Jim Rohn, my belief became so rock solid that I realized I had this incredible gift in my hands and people needed me. I didn't need them. Mm. So, you know, when people say no to me now, I actually just feel sorry for them because I've transformed my life with this business. I have, you know, freedom of choice. I have time freedom. I have incredible financial security that I have never known in my life before this business. And they're the things that everyone is chasing. So if someone says no to me, I feel sorry for them that they can't see the opportunity for what it is. It really doesn't shake me whatsoever. I do not hear any of the noise and I keep moving forward. I know exactly where I'm going. The other thing, and I love your analogy, Simon, I use it all the time. Being attached to the outcome really is crazy because, you know, your sushi analogy, some people love sushi. I had friends that I knew if I called them up and said, do you want to come out for sushi? sushi, They were going to be all in because they love sushi. And then there's those people that just don't like sushi and you're wasting your time annoying people that is just not for them. You know, do you take it personally when your friends don't like sushi? No. So don't take it personally that your product or business just isn't for them right now. And then there's that third person. And this is a lot of our friends, Simon. We have so many incredible, inspiring people in our lives who are satiated. 
They like sushi. They absolutely love sushi, but they're not hungry. Mm. They love their business. They're financially secure. They're filled with passion every day for what they're doing. They support us and they refer people to us, but I'm not going to try and convince them when I can see how happy they are. Yeah. Really good advice. And, uh, and just to add to it, uh, Kira, if you actually, all your friends who are satiated, they're full, and you keep nagging them about going to your sushi restaurant, they'll never pick up the phone again, and they'll never give you any referrals, right? Yeah. And I think you brought up a great point. It's like, you don't need them, but they need you. Because there's only one, one Kira Westbrook in the entire world, in the entire universe, but there's tons of millions and millions, hundreds of millions of prospects for you to talk to, right? So when they say no, it's like, you feel bad for them. Right, but you have a lot, you move on to the next person. I think it's that self-talk that allows you to overcome that, hey, the rejection. Because they're really not rejecting you, they're rejecting themselves. There are, there are, and I say this to my team all the time, Simon, there are thousands of people desperate for this opportunity. Your job is to find those people. And they're endless. There's so many of them. You know, if you're gonna get caught up on one or two no's, you know, that it, you know, in your friendship network, you know, that's just crazy. No one built a business on one or two no's or just sharing this with their friends and family. A- absolutely. Uh, I want to go back to that conference you went and then you were crying, you yep. broke down, you took full responsibility. What was the first thing you did? Uh, I know you said you'd be loud, you just go be loud, but what's the first business uh, income producing activity you did after you realized I, it's my fault, I got to go out there? What did you do? Yeah. Well, the first thing I did is I, you know, got into massive action just in my self-development and also business development. So really got into some training that I needed to build the skill set I needed to get into that action. The most certain person always wins, Simon. So building that certainty is so important. You know, when I left that conference, I was so certain that I was going to smash this and I was going to change lives that people were attracted to that. You know, mm. like it was it was easy to find people. Now, if I'm honest, Simon, talking to people I don't know still is not my favorite thing. I exercise the muscle all the time. It's so much easier, but it's not my default easy option like Adam. So we've really built our businesses in the complete opposite way. He gets out and about and finds people, talks to people, kind of like you, Simon, like just loves meeting new people. For me personally, you know, I've used social media Previous to network marketing, I I have a huge passion for health and wellness and and helping families build healthy food cultures in their home. And just as a side hobby, just to keep my mind active, I was kind of just doing a bit of social media stuff and just sharing recipes and tips. So I had I built a nice little community on social media that already knew me and trusted me. And I think that's so important. I see so many people come into this industry and they might start a social media account or, you know, for me personally, other than social media, I hadn't really added any value to people over the years. So if someone comes into this business and you haven't been someone to add value, you know, to your community over the years, it's going to take time for people to fall in love with you, know you, like you and trust what you're offering. I was very, very blessed to already have that social media community that were ready to buy from me because I'd added so much value. They call this the four-year career for a reason. You know, if you don't have that space, then you need to build that. You need to start building that. But don't expect that the outcome in the next month is that the floodgates are open and all these people are going to come rushing to buy your product or service. Hmm. You have to build that trust. You have to add value. Once I learned how to utilize what I had, you know, that's what I did. I went to my social media platform and really built my business through social media, if I'm honest. Really good stuff. Hey, 
ML Nation, type this in there on your phones or write this down. The most certain person always wins because people are buying your confidence. Really, words of wisdom from Kira Westwick. The most certain person always wins. That's a million dollar advice for you right there. That's a, that's yeah. awesome stuff. And add value, add value, add value. The more you help others get what they want, the more you get what you want. If you if you haven't been adding value, you have to start adding value to people. When I and this is another tip for social media, Simon. When I before I hit share or post, I ask myself, does this post add value, regardless of this if this person wants my product or business? Because hmm. if the answer is no, if it's just a straight out sales post, come buy my product, people see straight through that. Mm. You know, you have to add tons of value to inspire people to be, to want to become a part of your mission. So if someone's new right now, they've never done social media, what ways can they add value? I mean, because the term is used a lot, add value. What does it really, what does it mean? Do I post something entertaining? Do I share? Do I teach? What is, what do you mean by adding value? So um, one of the first things I love to get my team to do is really share their journey as it unfolds on the product as well as on the business. So we talk about, you know, two main things that you want to focus on each day with social media separately. And one is your product and then the other one is your business opportunity. But you do it in a way that you're sharing the things that other people want. You know, my product that we share, people don't know that they want that. But they do know that they want more energy. They want to feel better. They might want to lose weight. You know, they might want to be a part of a support group that helps them achieve those things. So I want people to share that stuff as it unfolds because that will inspire people. And that is the value, Simon. You know, for example, if I've got a team member who might be, you know, well, I don't look that healthy right now. I don't feel comfortable doing it. They're more inspiring than the person that already is healthy because they're going to inspire the people that feel vulnerable in that area, that don't feel that they can do it. They're going to watch that journey unfold and they're going to want to become a part of it, you know. And then even just sharing inspiration and recipes and tips that just are a part of that health and wellness mission, giving that stuff, that content for free. And then on the business side, sharing the business things that people want more of. So, you know, more family time, more choices, more time freedom. And so as that stuff unfolds in their business, sharing that story, but also sharing the stories of the people who have already achieved it. Now, one of the things we hear a lot from our new people was, I don't have a story. I can't share on social media. You do have a story. You have our story. When Adam came into this business, he shared for a good six months the story of the guy that inspired him, the story of Linda that inspired him. That was our story. And then as ours un- continued to unfold, we were able to then share ours. Mm. Super inspiring. ML Nation, you just got an awesome story to share. A stay-at-home mom who had no confidence, hadn't done anything outside her comfort zone and made it happen in this business. So make sure you share this episode and check out what she's doing on social media. She's making it happen, adding lots of value. And just by a lot of times, just by watching what successful leaders do, you can apply that to your business. Now, um, I'm going to move on and ask you a couple other questions here. Uh, actually, you've, gone, you've given so much good stuff. You are a mother to two beautiful girls. Okay, how do you balance? How did you have the time to still be a stay-at-home mom and still do the business? Because Adam's out working. So how, how did you do it? Any time management tips? Yeah, great question. Um, look, in the first six months when my business didn't really do much, that's when I found it the most overwhelming. Like I can have- Wait, wait, we'll repeat that again? Because that's <laughs> when you didn't do much and you weren't really doing the business, you're dibbling down, you, were, you found yourself, you didn't have time. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think as a mom, and hopefully I don't get any mum hate here, but I 
I I mean, we have so much to do as mums. It's it's a job that never ends, but we also have all the time in the world to do it, if you know what I mean. Mm. So it's very easy to waste time during the day. They say if you need something done, give it to a busy person. So when I first started this business, you know, having a few messages, my phone beeping throughout the day, you know, 10 or 15 times, that really overwhelmed me. I, I really struggled with it. It really stressed me out. But as my business has got busier, I'm actually, and you know, I might get a hundred messages a day. I actually handle that stress a lot better now. And the first thing I realized, Simon, was that I was choosing to be overwhelmed. I choose whether I want to look at my phone and respond. I choose if I'm in a moment that's more important, if I need to be with my kids right now versus looking at my phone. You know, that is something that we choose to do or not. So what I, I got better at, you know, structuring my time that this is the time I need to be with my kids. This is the time that I need to work. I realized that people are not sitting there looking at their phone, waiting for me to respond. And even if it takes 24 hours, it takes 24 hours. You know, like you can only do the best that you can do. So I really released myself from that anxiety to be constantly, you know, replying to everyone and always working on my business. And then the one tool, Simon, that completely changed my life was I got a weekly planner. And this may not work for everyone, but I find for the mums on my in my team, it really works for them. Adam wishes that I used my iPhone calendar, but Simon, I cannot stand it. It does not work for me whatsoever. I'm a very visual person and I need to see my week in one page so that I can see where it's getting too heavy and where I need to balance it out. And I need to be able to scribble my notes all over it. It always looks like a mess, but I know exactly what's on it. Um, And what I do, Simon, is at the beginning of the week, Adam and I sit down together. And this is so important, guys, that if you're in a partnership, whether they're a part of the business or not, you really have to sit down together and time manage together. So we sit down and we write in our big rocks first. You know, what are the things that we need to do with our family this week? And then the thing that is really important to me after family is me time. I know that I show up better when I feed myself first. And what happened in this business, Simon, in the first year is I got so in action and I got so passionate about this that I kept on saying yes, 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 yes. And the business was peppered all over my diary and there was just no space for me to get out and exercise and, you know, work on the things that were important to me. So what I do now is I schedule those things in first in my weekly Mm. planner and then I know where I can fit Juice Plus around that. And so I'm way better time managed, but I also achieve much more because I'm satiated as a person. And Adam and I sit down and do it for each other. When is he going to give me my hour a day? And when am I going to give him his hour a day? So we can just go and be and do the things that we love to do. That's why we do this business, right, Simon, to have freedom so that we can do the things that we really love. Absolutely. As a leader, what's your vision? Where do you see network marketing headed Oh, I think in the next 10 years, it's going to become the norm. I think it's really in a transition where it still is that thing that a lot of people are skeptical about, but that next generation is coming through that don't have any scars in their, you know, passed down in their DNA from their parents. So network marketing is a bad thing. And uh, actually, you know, they're the generation that don't want to work hard. You know, that, that never made sense to me, you know, intuitively. Now I can verbalize it, but, you know, it's it's just crazy to me that, people would show up for someone who means very little to them in their life for the next 40, 50, 60 years doing some job that, you know, absolutely drives them crazy. And that to me is so much harder than getting up and showing up for yourself every day, even if it's for half an hour, you know. And I think the next generation is coming through where they see how silly that is. 
Why am I going to commit the next 40, 50 years of my life to building someone else's dreams, you know, 8, 10, 12 hours a day when I could just show up for a couple of hours a day to build my own dreams and create my own freedom? Yeah, very, very true. Hey, you've been awesome, Kira. Thank you so much. As we uh, wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? The first one is, what is your favorite success quote that motivates you? Oh, I love sharing with my team um, one by Anthony Robbins, and that is the only reason why you don't have the life of your dreams is because of the BS stories you keep telling yourself of why you can't have it. And that was totally me. I'm shy. I'm not a businesswoman. I'm not this. I'm not that. And that is why I was not living the life of my dreams. Mm. We are master creators. We are creating our destiny. We have to accept responsibility for where our life is at and realize that life is happening for us, not to us. You know, previous to network marketing, I let life happen to me and I just kind of got washed along with life. I wasn't really choosing to make life happen. And this business has given me the ability to dream again and to realize that I am creating my future. And if I want, you know, it's up to me to dream for more and expect for more, you know, and I think the more that you put it out there, what you want to create, the more it's attracted to you as well. And when you people get this simple concept, you know, their lives start to transform. They start letting life work for them. And it all goes back to make that simple decision to get outside your comfort zone. All right. Absolutely. And and if we get scared, like what you shared, Kira, think about the consequences. If you don't do anything, you'd be way worse five years from. You'd be the same place but worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Simon, the person, it's not just the business that I've grown by getting outside my comfort zone. In fact, the most I would give all of the money and all of the success away if I could just keep the person I've become because mm-hmm. I know that I can achieve anything now. I could go out and do it all over again because of the growth I've had personally by getting outside my comfort zone. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Um, well, we talked about, well, I kind of talked about all of them. Goal setting was absolutely fundamental, non-negotiable goals that I was laser focused on every single month. I, you know, and it wasn't just, per, it actually wasn't more about personal goals. I sit down every month and work out what are my team's goals? What do they want to achieve? How can I get, you know, them to stretch their goals? How can I work with them? Because when they get what they want, then I achieve my goals. Um, the other thing is I wake up when I'm doing my training or when I'm driving in the car, Simon, I'm always multitasking. And that's when I'm listening to MLM Nation or Tony Robbins. I really try and balance my personal development with my business development stuff. And, you know, I absolutely love MLM Nation for that. I do that when I'm working out. And then the other thing is saying yes to get outside my comfort zone, you know, every time that there's an opportunity. Well, thank you for being part of ML Nation, sharing your valuable time here. And if you anyone out there loves ML Nation, please, you can like us and also subscribe so you get notifications when we go live. Now, what is the best piece of advice you ever received, Kira? I've had so much great advice. We have so many um, inspiring people in our life. But in terms of this business, I think it can be encapsulated into one phrase, and that is just be teachable. Success leaves clues. Do not come into this business and try and reinvent the wheel. You know, Adam was a businessman. He'd been a businessman, you know, his whole working career. He could have easily have thought he knew it all and did it his own way. He was smart enough to lay it all down and say to the people that inspired him, show me how. And that's why we were able to fast track our success. And, you know, it's the number one thing that we teach our new team is lay it all down, 
and just be teachable. We're not attached to you being like us. We're attached to you being successful. And once you learn the ropes, then you can bring in that additional value that you have to offer. What's your favorite prospecting tool? Say you have a qualified prospect. Do you send them on samples? Do you get a link to watch an online video first? Do you do a Zoom? Do you uh, call them and do a three-way call? What do you like to use? If it's a customer, I always pick up the phone or jump on Zoom to build that relationship. A lot of my customers I don't know because it's through social media. You can reach thousands of people with one post that you don't know. And it's important to build that relationship because people will cancel out of a product but not out of a relationship. So I do not do that over Messenger. I always do that face-to-face if I can on Zoom, otherwise over the phone. If it is a business prospect, we have a business link that we send them, which is recorded through Zoom. We do it live. Um, but we also send links depending on what's most convenient for the person. And on that business link are stories that inspire people of what this could be. Mm. And you shared something really good. So you said people cancel out of a what, but not out of a relationship? They'll cancel out of a product, but not out of a relationship. If you give exceptional customer care, and actually, Simon, when I started this business, I did not imagine I was going to do the business. I said to Adam, if I could just make $1,000 a week, that would contribute to us getting out of the business that we were in. That's all I could see in the beginning. And I was going to do that by just adding value and helping customers. I was not going to do the business whatsoever. But unfortunately, Simon, or fortunately, I gave such great customer service that my two biggest businesses still in my team today were my first customers who just absolutely fell in love with the experience. And they came and asked me, is this a business? I'd really like to share this with my friends. And I said to Adam, oh no, they want to join my business. Here, you have to deal with them. (laughs) So for the first six months, I kind of got, Adam was kind of really dealing with my team until I made that decision for myself that I was going to do it. Mm, Really good. Um, What's your favorite online resource? Or you have a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend to our listeners? Oh, favorite app. Um, look, I use um, I use my messenger a lot, like with my team for communicating. I use Zoom a lot. And then I'm really creative and I love the social media aspect of it. So I use Canva a lot for, I think it's important to look professional. And Canva is a really easy way to make your flyers and your posts look super professional with little effort. Yeah, Canva is an awesome too. It's free, canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. Akira, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Look, there's so many great industry ones, but if I'm honest about the one that has impacted my life the most and completely changed me as a person, it's a book called The Magic and it's a gratitude practice, teaches you to have a gratitude practice basically. And after the birth of my second daughter, I was in, I was massively ungrateful, unconsciously ungrateful and complaining a lot about life. And one of my amazing friends was kind enough to just say, you know what, I think I need you, I think you need to read this book. And it is completely rewired my pattern of thinking. I used to always be a negative thinker. And now I just, it's a habit. Gratitude is a habit for me now. And, you know, even before this business, we had a lot of stress in our life, but I was really happy and really grateful for everything that we had. And I think when you find gratitude for where you're at, then you can, you have the space to invite more into your life. If you're out in Australia, New Zealand, or want to go to a beautiful place like Australia, I love that country. I go there a couple of times a year. Go check out No BS, No Hype. That is the longest running generic training event in Australia. Uh, all the top leaders in Australia will be there and you want to be there as well. 
You can get early bird tickets now at nobsnohype.com. Go check it out. Look, look at the panel of speakers. And I'll hope to see you soon in Brisbane, Australia. And now, Kira, here's the million-dollar question. You ready? You know it's coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know your two girls. You didn't even know Adam. You didn't know. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet, but they spoke English. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? 100% social media. I can talk to thousands of people in one minute versus one person on the street. And um, I don't know, it works for me. It works for the person that I am. And that's what I enjoy the most. So what would you do on social media? Or would you join in specific groups or what would, you, would you start a page? Or what would you do on social media? Um, for me personally, because I am so passionate about the topic of what I do in this business, I would age and just start loving on people and adding loads of value. That's what's worked for me and a lot of people success in groups and doing and adding value that way. But I know that I can recreate the communities that I have on social media and I know that I could recreate that success doing it that way. Uh, in, in terms of groups, what type of group would you join first? To be honest, Simon, I have such an amazing community that follows me. Um, I'm not even utilizing its potential. I actually don't post that often because I can't handle the workload that I have. So I don't join groups. But a lot of my team are joining a lot of mum groups and community groups. I think one way that people go massively wrong in doing that is really just trying to sell what they have in Mm. those groups. You have to be in that group adding loads of value and building relationships. That's your job is to build relationships not sell to people. You know, Adam and I like to teach people how to get people to come to them so you're invited to share rather than constantly spewing all over people something that they haven't invited you to. Awesome advice. Hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, Kira, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Well, Adam and I have just started a new page together, which is the Freedom Lifestyle Company. My business community pages on Instagram and Facebook are Kira's Wholesome Kitchen, um, which is where I share my passion and my mission for helping families with whole food. And last piece of advice, um, another beautiful quote that just rings so true to me. Um, I read it in an Oprah book. I believe it's by a singer. But it's when you, if you get the chance to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. And this is one of those opportunities. I was sitting life out for, you know, more than 10 years. And I chose to dance in this business and it's given me so much joy, so much emotional revenue. And I'm just so incredibly passionate and excited for the future. And it's something that I hadn't felt in a very long time before this business. Super inspiring. If you want to sit or dance, always get up and dance. Hey, MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Kira Westwick. So keep up the momentum and go to MLMNation.net and type in Kira at the search bar. That's K-I-R-A. Okay, K-I-R-A. Her last name is Westwick at the search bar. And the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom and her contact info, her website will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing and in life, you must help others. So, Kira, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Kira, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to step outside my comfort zone once again. <laughs> hey, you're awesome. You rocked it. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
So before we go into recap, MLM Nation, if you want to see Kira Westwick live in person, go to nobsnohype.com. She's going to be one of the featured speakers teaching about Instagram, social media, how to really use that platform to grow your business. And definitely follow her as well. Go to the show notes page. So anyway, check it out. Hope to see you all there. Right now, you can get the early bird tickets, nobsnohype.com. It's the longest running generic event in Australia. All right, ML Nation, let's go to the recap, and I hope to see you in Brisbane, Australia. Hey, ML Nation, it's Simon Chan. You know, one of the reasons I love about this business is I believe we are all born with unlimited potential, and network marketing unleashes that potential. And what better example than Kira Westway, right? Someone who was a stay-at-home mom, eight years, and she even talked about she just, just watched the Kardashians, watching TV, never did anything never really had a career, never stepped outside her comfort zone, didn't think she could do the business. And then she went to one conference and she realized she had to take full responsibility. And she stepped outside her comfort zone. And today, she's inspiring millions of people on the show. It's really, really awesome. You know, it's just like, I love this business because anyone can do it. So awesome show from Kira Westwick. Please go and thank her reach out to her. Definitely check her out on social media. Uh, she talked about she had built a following already because she was into health. She provided health tips. If you want to know how to do social media and also balance your, your time being a stay-at-home mom, check her out. Go to mlmnation.net and on the search bar, type in Kira. That's K-I-R-A. Okay, K-I-R-A. Okay, so I'm going to, I actually, I think took a record of pages of notes here. I'm going to go over them really quick, the main aha moments. Number one was, the goal goes back to her upline, Linda Evenden, an amazing leader. She's been on ML Nation. Go to mlnation.net forward slash podcast and just search for Linda. And you see Linda Evenden there. You know, she basically followed up consistently with Kira and her husband, right? And they basically was product users. And she think I'll make a commitment for you. If you work on this for three months, I can give you success. I could work, and they had the heart and desire. And Adam had success. He, you know, talk about success. Fifty. If, if you lack belief, fifty thousand dollars in the first five six months. But even that, you know, Kira, even her husband was rocking it. She was not fully in. You know, she wasn't fully in. But the thing, this is what she asked herself: If nothing changes in five years, where would you be? Right. And this is anytime you are scared. If you're not comfort zone, afraid to pick up the phone, afraid to call that prospect that's going to say no to you, afraid to talk to that family that may be negative on you, right? Or afraid to call that prospect that will say, no way, or doesn't pick up your call or make fun of you or whatever it is. Afraid to get on stage, afraid to share. Think about this. If nothing changes in the next five years, where would you be? The same thing. You'd be at the same spot, but worse because you'd be older and other people are younger. They will probably take your job, right? And that fear of going nowhere being the same same spot, but worse, it's always way greater and more real than the fear of getting outside your comfort zone. So just go and do it, okay? And she had a model. Make it, a, she made a promise to say yes because the comfort zone is the death zone. Write that down. The comfort zone is the death zone. So how do you get outside your comfort zone? Number one, give yourself goals. And that's a, that's this million dollar tip there. Most people, you you know, I'm on this, you listen to this, you go to your convention, you go to events, you see yourself, you want to make these big goals. But you're not that person yet. She taught, you know, who do you need to become? Curious, who do you need to become? You're probably not there yet. You know, you may think you're there. You're probably not there yet. You don't have the mindset, your attitude. You don't have the success, you know, the skills, the success habits. But what you can do is set small baby steps. Go for it. If you never made, 
you know, a hundred dollar check. How can you make ten thousand a month in the year? You know what? Set. How about make your first ten dollar check? Set small little goals, and then every time you hit them, what that does, what that did for Kira, it gave her some confidence, right? And her confidence got a little bit bigger. So next time she was less afraid to go outside of comfort zone. So I'm asking you, ML Nation, what is your baby step? What's your next target you should hit? Forget about a big step. What is your small step that you can do this week? This week's for you to hit it. Or this and this month. So you can hit your monthly goal. Set that small step. And then you should talk about reverse engineering, goal setting. Your goals got to be non-negotiable. Your prospecting time is non-negotiable. Your goals are non-negotiable. You got to make that happen as if your life depended on it. Every day she meets with her partner, Adam, his sp- her spouse, and then they would go over what would it take to be, and she would reverse engineer that goal. So she set targets, right? Make that short goal. As you said, who do you need to become? And also, you can set a stretch goal. There's two types of goals, a small goal and a stretch goal. If you hit that small goal, then go for the stretch goal. Because the stretch goal is what's going to grow you. right? And if you're self-talk, if you say no, you're not going to grow. Say yes. Make the promise to say yes. Whatever is scaring you, say yes. You're scared to quote a person right now? Say yes. You're scared to quote the upline because you may be harsh. Say yes. Afraid to go to the event because you may lose money. You're not getting it. Say yes. Go to that event. You got to go to the event. It was at that event. She, Kira was dibbling, dabbling, didn't really own the business, wasn't doing personal development. She was at that conference when she cried. She saw, hey, it's me. I have to take responsibility. And you, MLS, you need to take responsibility of your success. It's not your upline's fault. It's not your spouse's fault. It's not your company's fault or the product's fault. It's your fault. You have to take responsibility. And that was a turning point. Kira did. She took responsibility and she decided to do it. And she decided, hey, her mantra was, be so loud they can't ignore you. Your mantra, your goal, your why, it's got to be so big, it moves you to tears. And you heard here, she was actually emotional. Be so loud, they can't ignore you. And you know what? When you become loud, don't worry about the outcome. Don't be attached. You know what helps you overcome the emotional attachment? Work on your belief, your self-belief, your product belief, your company belief, belief in the industry. That's why you help you overcome that. And you realize... People, and then if you feel that your you know, prospect is rejecting you, always think about people need you, but you don't need them. I love that. I teach that in my sponsored workshop as well. People don't need you because you know, people need you, right? People need you, but you don't need them because there's a millions of people. If you live in Australia, it's 25 million people. You live in the US, 300 million people. You live out in Europe, Europe the European Union, 300 million people, right? You don't need them because there's tons of people to talk to, but they need you because there's only one and only you. And Kira Westwick realized there's only one and only Kira Westwick in the entire world. They need her. And the people said, no, they don't, you know what? It's their loss. But she can find someone else. She could go help someone else. This business is finding by the right person at the right time. And if they don't need it, then it's not right for them. Again, you don't need them, but they need you. And you know, what are people buying? They're buying your certainty. The most certain person always wins. A lot of you, the reason you can't close prospects, you're struggling, you're not that certain. The most certain person always wins because people are buying your confidence. It's not necessarily the results you have, it's how confident you are of the results. That's going to get people to join the business. Let's shift a little bit to social media. She gave a lot of tips about social media. Give value, right? Give value. Provide value. If you're new, just, you know what? There's two types of value, business value, products value. Share the benefits 
of the product. Now, people may not buy the product, but they'll buy maybe when your product, maybe your product helps people lose weight. Maybe it helps people save money. Maybe your service helps people save money. Maybe gives your product gives people more energy. Talk about those benefits. Provide, share tips on how to help. Don't be selling. Share tips. Provide value. Share is something inspirational. Right? And if you talk about business, share what the business can provide. Time freedom. Different ways to use time. Different ways to empower, be living an empowered life. And if you don't have your own story yet, use someone else's story. And you can easily say, you know, I met this person. This is what I learned from that person. Share tips. Okay, if you don't have time, your business are busy. And, you know, Kira is a, a mom with two daughters. Okay, two young daughters, eight and four years old. You don't have time, right? And you're dabbling. You know what? When she was dabbling, she never had time. When she was busy, she made it happen, right? And there's a great saying, when you want things to get it done, when you want things to get it done, give it to a busy person because it's not about time. It's your lack of time management and your mindset and attitude. When she was dabbling, she had the wrong mindset. She was always busy. And it's really big about the person you become to grow. When you grow, you don't let small little things overwhelm you. You choose. Remember, it's your choice. Your success is your choice. She talked about don't let life happen to you. You know, choose life. Choose. You choose whether to be overwhelmed or not. You decide. You can make life happen or let life happen to you. What are you going to choose? And that all comes from personal development. She talked about how she's growing herself. Right? You choose whether to be overwhelmed or not. And you know, one of the ways to grow is uh, again planning, weekly planning, time, you know, you don't have your bad in time, time management with your partner, with your spouse every week, and put the big rocks first, the big things. Because if you don't put the big things in there, the small little things will not fit in. The most important thing, the most important thing a lot of times are the income producing activities. If you're not living the life you deserve, it's because you're buying your own BS lies. Okay, don't let life happen to you. Choose to make things happen. You decide. And a couple of last things is just be teachable. Be teachable. And you know what? People cancel because of the product, but they don't cancel out of a relationship. So if you have customers, give the best customer service out there. Build, build, build on that relationship. Always provide value. And the last thing as we end this really inspiring show. We, I know we're a little longer. This recap was so inspiring. Is you can always choose at a party to sit or dance. Just go dance and make it happen. ML Nation, go out there and thank Kira Westwick. Awesome show. And if you like this, please take one or two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Just show the entire community how awesome network marketing, what we are, how many people are part of this amazing profession. Because I love this profession. You know, my purpose is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. It's so, I'm just happy. You know, I'm awesome. I'm so ecstatic right now. I can't describe it. Just to have someone like Kira Westwick on the show, someone who had low confidence, seeing how her life changed because of this awesome profession. And now she's inspiring others, including inspiring myself, getting me fired up because of how what this profession has done. And my nation, please go share this. Please contact and reach out to Kira Westwick and go out there. Step outside your comfort zone. I'm, my name is Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be in that we're marketing profession. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.